Welcome to the Soul Health Mentor Podcast with Nadia Kraus. Learn how to move your awareness out of your mind and into your heart so you can embody your divinity, experience joyous peace of mind, and create your most vibrant life by opening to receive your soul's sacred medicine. In this week's episode, I am so looking forward to introducing you to Guido Szymanski. He's an international teacher and coach best known for his transformational programs with clients who are often in the public eye and under a lot of pressure. He helps them to become the best at their game, stay the best, and above all, enjoy what they have achieved so that they don't sabotage themselves in their most defining moments, but can draw on their potential 100%. Following a fortunate career on stage and screen, Guido now works with senior executives, professional athletes, musical theater actors, and the occasional pop star. But you don't have to be a pop star to enjoy this interview where we have this very meaningful conversation about flow and forgiveness. Enjoy! Hello, beautiful soul. Hello, strong heart. Hello, brilliant listener. Welcome back to Soul Health Mentor Podcast. Today, I have someone here that I'm going to interview. We did this in German already. We talked about flow and forgiveness. And today, we're going to do it in English. Hello, Guido. Hello, Guido. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Hi there. It's so good. It's it's so fun to be able to do this with you in German. And then in English, we're going to talk about the same topic, but I really am always fascinated how it's different in German than in English, but we're talking about the same thing. Can you relate to me saying that? Um, Definitely. First of all, I mean, you, you know, in the little introduction before we started recording, you said you think in English and even though I lived in London for 11 years and now I'm back in Germany for, I think, about four or five years, but I still think in both languages. So I flip forth and back. And it always depends on the energy of the podcast, the day we're recording, the questions you ask, what's been happening, you know. So it will be definitely the same answers, but in a completely different energy or the same energy, but slightly different, reframed or rephrased. Yes. And Thank you so much for dancing this dance with me, because for me, it's exciting. It's exciting because being able to relate to two languages, for me personally, there's a depth to it that is hard to explain to someone that doesn't have the two languages. But I just wanted to say thank you for your openness, for being here, for having fun with me, for doing it in English and German. And so now I'm just going to start us off. So this is what I know about you. I know about you that you are, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but what I know about you in your presence, the way you work is that you help high performance. You do high performance coaching and, and, and you can see that I'm like, okay, what does that mean? What, what is that? What does that have to do with flow and forgiveness? (laughs) Everything. Everything. So I would like to say I'm not a high performance coach, but I help high performers or high achievers. And for me, that's a very different thing because a high performance coach, at least in my mind, helps people 
to drive in their performance, to get better results, to get quicker to their goals. And that is part of what I do. But another big part of my passion is that people also are happy and enjoy their success in the end and that it gets easier for them. And when it gets easier and they enjoy their results and who they are, they usually get better results. Mm -hmm. So there is, of course, that high performance element. But I, I always say I work with people who are very often in the public eye and help them under all that pressure to not only become the best and stay the best, but in the end also enjoy who they truly are and to get to enjoy the success because that's not always a given. Mm. Oh, that was, I loved that, that answer because we can put ourselves under so much pressure. That's what I'm, mm. what I'm, what I'm getting myself. I can relate to that, that high performance pressure. And then we don't enjoy, we don't enjoy what we're building and we don't enjoy what we're doing. So I can totally see how high performance flow, high pressure flow. So what in, though, in that relationship, high performance, high achiever and flow, how, how did that start showing up in your work? Um, well, there's a couple of components I think we need to bring together because looking back, flow has always been a massive part in my life flow is kind of responsible for all the biggies that I did in my life I used to be a ballet dancer and I just had this calling and I quit my training when I was you know a 16 year old in Germany getting ready to work in an office and I started training as a ballet dancer I ended up in one of the biggest companies in Europe I then changed into acting into singing I did a lot of musicals but I was always interested in how people tick and well, I was very much interested in how people tick and how I tick and why I tick the way I tick and how I can change it when it doesn't tick the way I want it to tick. <laughs> I love this. And so I've always been interested in the whole energetic side of things. I think I did my first Reiki course when I was 20 or 21. So I always had that side to, uh, to uh, that string to my bow. And then after a very intense show playing, I think it was playing eight shows a week of Mamma Mia back then, I just needed a break and I wanted to train in something else again, mainly to understand myself again better. And I, I trained as a health coach and it was looking at the subconscious blocks that create an illness or can create an illness or stop us from healing faster. And I was mind blown when I did this. I literally, someone told me about this in the middle of the night at and I think it was 11 o'clock. And I said, do you know something? I just want to learn something else. And that friend of mine said, oh, my God, that is why I'm calling. I signed up for this course. Do you remember this doctor that we talked about? And said, yes, I read the book. And she said, well, I just booked a place on the course. I said, but you have to book the whole year. I can't do this. She said, no, no, no. You only have to book the first module. But if you book tonight before midnight, which was an hour away, you still get the early bird rate, which will save you 250 bucks. Also, I just spoke to the hotel. They have one single room left, that best hotel in the neighborhood. And they offer this five course dinner for only 17 euros, I think it was. So it was like someone put this thing in my lap and basically said, don't think, book now. And I just went, well, this feels right. I have no idea what I'm getting myself into. But yes, let's do this. And that is the basis of everything I do today. So following the impulse, following flow has always been 
part of these pivotal moments in my life. And then I changed quite drastically in my career. I started enjoying because I've been on stage 25 years, never being able to enjoy how I perform, enjoy myself. I've been, you know, I've been playing roles, leading man parts and didn't even realize it, quite frankly. Always looking to the other guys thinking, well, why are they playing this? And until actually a friend of mine pointed out saying, what are you talking about not playing leading man parts? Can you just, he literally made me print off my CV and read it out loud. And it was in that moment when I read out that CV with all the parts I was playing, I had an excuse for each and every one why they are not valid. Wow. I was like, well, I just got this part because, you know, they were looking for someone last minute. And then I just got this part because the director just fancied me. And then I got the next part because um, I was just in the company already. So there was like, and I, and I watched myself do this and I thought, wow, what's going on here? You really, you have achieved everything you wanted and you don't even realize it and once someone points it out you then start bringing up evidence why it's not valid i mean that's just crazy yes so my life changed quite quite drastically i started getting better parts i started coaching friends colleagues came up to me and asked if i could help them um and it was it was weird because i suddenly got a phone call from someone who i knew from the 80s who sold 110 million records in the 80s i can't mention the name and i was like how do you end up on my phone i mean this is just it was just crazy um and then fast forward i now work with a lot of footballers ceos and of course actors singers and i remember running into a footballer in the performance center that i had a cooperation with and that was another pivotal moment, how that gentleman was standing in front of me. I didn't know him. I wasn't working with him, never worked with him. But he looked at me and he knew my work. And he said, you know, Guido, I have the fame, the money, the wife, the car, the big house. I play for my favorite club. I thought I would be happy now. Mm. This is someone who plays Champions League. Mm. And my, I remember my, my, my jaw just dropped because I thought, you have everything that everyone in the center has. And I bet you most people have that drive to reach their goals because they believe they would be happy then. And you are there and we talk because you're not happy. And that is the biggest, that, that was painful for me to hear. And so... This is where all my work was. Sorry, that was quite a quite a rant giving you, putting all the pieces together quickly. I love it. I love it. I love that you shared your story. So don't ever apologize for sharing your story. I think stories are so powerful. And I mm. love, love to reflect back to you because I got so many golden nuggets from the story. So the thing that I loved first is really that you started as a dancer and that you're actor. And, and then I was like, yeah, of course, flow, improvising, of course, and, and dancing the dance and, and a life force that takes over that has nothing to do with the mind. But then also the mind taking over, and that's our tagline here at Soul Health Mentor. It's out of your mind and into your heart. So the dance is, is something from the heart. And obviously you become a ballet dancer. You have to work hard. So the mind starts getting involved and the ambition and the achieving. So then I heard, wow, you really honed your craft, but you couldn't actually own that you were having these leading parts 
So I could see myself in that high achieving and always achieving mode, achieving mode, achieving mode. I can relate to that. And then not being able to stop and smell the roses, right? Mm. And then very powerful how everything in your life did flow and things, I call it divine synchronicities or divine orchestration of things just coming together. And when I had to look at my own overachieving ways, I came up with this phrase, and this is when I moved to the States. So there was a lot of reinvention, a lot of, man, this is not working for me. May I share that phrase with you? Yeah, of course. Because I, I think you, for me, it's my words, obviously, and it might be different for you. But for me, it was this from pause, take a moment to pause, from pause to play, to deeply nourishing flow. That was my journey of like, okay, pause a minute, overachieving mode, switch off, start playing. That's the dance. That's when, when I was mm. thinking of you dancing, you know, play. And then when you get to that place of, wow, deeply nourishing flow, that, that, that was my, my transformation. So I, I loved hearing your story. And I think it's totally okay that you shared all these parts <laughs> because it gives the listener context to actually understand, oh, okay, that's how you became the coach that you are today to your clients. And those are the type of people that will find you and will say, I've got all the things, but I'm not happy. Hmm. And, and then you address, am I hearing correctly? Then it's that addressing what flow means, addressing what forgiveness means. Is that when you start talking to your clients about that? Well, when I, when I talk to my one-on-one -on -one clients, of course, that's a very personalized journey because we always, usually the topic they come to me with is not the topic that we need to work on. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's usually the case, even if I work myself with a coach for me. Because they probably think they're not happy or they want to get better results. Mm -hmm. Because there's there's very often that that paradoxical or juxtaposition almost where they think that space where you think, I know I can do better, I can reach even more. And at the same time, you feel, but I'm not worth it, I'm not good enough. When will I find out I'm actually not supposed to be here? And I spent so many years in that very messed up place in my head where you feel you should be somewhere else but in the, at the same point at the same time you're just you know the, the monkey on your back is just getting too loud so they wouldn't come to me because they want some actually come and they said i just i feel you just happy teach me how to be happy mm -hmm. but others come with very distinct problems where you know i remember a ceo who said i need to better the relationship with my business partner and we're always running into the same wall. So what, what I always say is when people notice they're sabotaging themselves, that certain areas in their lives always flow, are always beautiful, and they just have to think it and it happens. And then there's other areas in your lives where no matter what you do, you keep hitting the same wall. You change your partner, but it's, it might be a different phase, but it's the same relationship. Or you do another job and you end up at the same income, you know, so that's where I start exploring what their deepest beliefs are. And flow is, for me, it's like an umbrella that just is, flow happens when we stop sabotaging ourselves. Mm. And I love what you're saying about pause, play, and then that deep nourishing flow, because the pause is the moment where we actually allow to listen. 
just shut the f up and i don't know your listeners if i you know i i get very easily into, into swearing mode but shut the f up and just listen what your soul wants you to hear because you know you know when you're going the wrong direction and that you need that pause and the play what you call play for me is the receiving mode mm-hmm. is actually you start playing you start taking your mind off i need to achieve mm-hmm. i need to deliver into Let's get out of resistance. I know I know what to do. I know how this job works. I know what the next steps are, but I can't feel too much resistance. So the play part is taking yourself out of resistance so the impulses, the flow, the conversation with God, the conversation with your soul can actually happen. And that's when you then take inspired action. Yeah. And that's when flow really starts flowing. Yes, I love that. I love how we're we're dancing right now. We're dancing. You, you're sharing your work and your experience. And I'm able to share that little sentence that just developed. It developed because I had to practice it. Yeah. And I love listening to you because it is true. It is pause, stop, so that you can receive. And then you get into that flow. And would you say when you're in that flow things happen that your mind cannot contrive. 100%. 100%. And I got to warn you, that's all not always instantly just good. I mean, it doesn't necessarily feel good because flow will take you out of your comfort zone because your soul knows better and your soul knows where, where you need to go and where you want to go mm-hmm. so when we start following you might get a nudge you might get that pull to call someone you haven't called or to speak in front of an audience or to paint a picture or to go back to a ballet class or something and your mind will go are you crazy mm-hmm. no so sometimes flow I always say this, this is what happens. When we set a strong intention of where we want to go, usually two things happen. Either either one of two things happen, in my opinion, usually both happen. The first thing is, if we're completely aligned with our goal, the doors open and according to the law of attraction, we just walk into the rainbows and we hear the angels sing and it's ta-da, <laughs> you know, and the money just rains on us and the love and yes. if we are completely aligned and have no backholders no resistance sabotages no resistance then that would happen or and that's also part of flow the second thing happens the door opens and it then shows you the things you need to learn to de or the things you need to deactivate Mm -hmm. things you need to work through in order to get to where you want to go so I always like this example. If you say, I want to be a public speaker, but you've never been a public speaker or you have a fear of public speaking, you will probably get into a situation where you then have to speak in front of 10 people. And it will probably freak you out. But it's part of that flow. It's showing you what you need to learn. It's showing you what you need to, what you need to deactivate or let go of in order to get to where you want to go. Yes, I love that you shared that that you shared that, that it's not always, because that's another thing the mind contrives. The mind contrives the law of attraction and how it's supposed to look, but it's not how it works. It not, it's not how your higher self or your soul will guide you. It's guiding you to the thing that is either in alignment and beautiful and divine orchestration, or how you said the thing I always say, 
the thing that's in the way, the thing that's yeah. standing in the way, whatever that may be. And then there's this beautiful opportunity to actually grow and expand. But before you grow and expand, there's also this fear factor. There's oh, like, yeah. oh my gosh, I can't do this. Are you crazy? Like you said, the mindset, I can't do this. And I love that we're talking about it because it, it normalizes the process of transformation. It is not how the movie, The Secret, put it out there. It was great at the time to get this big topic out into the world, but it also it didn't show the whole picture because my dad was literally someone, I was, let me think, I was 11 and he was in his 50s and he was reading about the law of attraction and he was reading about, it was Catherine Ponder, the law of prosperity, like the universal laws of prosperity. It was positive thinking, Joseph Murphy. So back in the day, like long time ago, right? And he would tell me as an 11 year old, you just have to think the right way. You just have to think the right way. And while that was very valuable as an 11-year-old, what does an 11-year-old do? They watch their parents, right? And they go, okay, so why are words coming out of your mouth? And then it's not happening for you in your life. And that just was a story that came to my mind. And I'm glad that we're talking about it. There's more to it. It's not just the law of attraction. Yeah, because we are very often fighting with a resistance that's conditioned into us but that's all that is it feels very real it feels very it can be very painful but it's just a story that we've learned about ourselves that we learned about our life that we picked up as an 11 year old watching our parents but that's the automatic trigger and the fun begins and so your father was right. You just have to think right, but you have to incorporate those things that will pop up. Mm -hmm. And that if it's still not working out, there's something you haven't looked at that you haven't deactivated or that you are, you know, you're ducking and you're, you just, you, this is where forgiveness comes in because forgiveness is for me the biggest, because you mentioned that before, for me, it's the biggest deactivator. I, took this word only a couple of days ago, I, I, I changed from healing and releasing and letting go into just deactivate what's in your past and activate something else. <clears throat> Pardon me. So bringing in forgiveness is one of those big, for me, self-help tools that help you to, yeah, to close the door on what has happened and start writing a new story to yeah. finally go, you know what? I'm not going to give that any more energy. Mm -hmm. Let's put the energy where I want it and not where I believe it was broken. Yes. You said some really valuable things. And I learned so much from my dad. Don't get me wrong. We, we learn in both ways, right? And I'm oh, yeah. very, very, very grateful that he introduced me to the law of attraction. Because can you imagine an 11-year-old being told, you can have everything and anything you want in life. You just have to think the right way. That was all the fuel I needed. So that's... So you were, you were saying, where's my pony? <laughs> <laughs> I was literally... I was thinking, oh, what do I want? It, it was literally, okay, what do I want? And later at 14, I really believe my dad, that was what put me on my path. And 
And I also believe that it's what put me on my path to find the answers to why do I, my mom was also the same boat. We were all like a family of spiritual seekers and positive thinking and law of attraction and dream what you want to dream and manifest what you want to manifest. But the reality was very different. And you had just said that, yes, think the right way, but also look at the things that are in the way. And that was the part that my parents didn't have the tools. It's not mm. because they didn't want to. They didn't have the tools because think about it, society, we don't get taught how to handle negative emotions. We get taught to stuff them down. We don't get taught to forgive. We get taught, I don't know, an eye for to an fight. eye. Yeah, an eye for an eye, right? Yeah. And that you... Um, are talking about this is so valuable to the listener because it makes it human. It's a human process. It's okay. We all, if we want to better our lives, we're in it together in that sense that mm. we're all going to face the parts that need forgiveness. And I was wondering if you think of forgiveness, this is how I think about forgiveness. And I was wondering if, if you can relate. So I always think of forgiveness like holding a hot coal trying to hurt the other person and trying to like throw the hot coal at the person. But all I'm doing is burning myself. And the reason I came up with that is because people said, Oh, it's so hard to forgive. And, and when you think about that hot coal and, and how it's hurting you, it's really easy just to open your palm and drop it. So technically the decision could be as easy as dropping the coal, right? Mm. Technically. Yes. <laughs> And if we would be children, then we would probably do that. But because we have so many conditions, you know, we've learned to put so many conditions on relationships and other people and our lives and all of this. Um, well, I always say I, I love that picture with a hot coal. Um, because I always say the reason why we don't forgive, the, re the reason why we hold on to unforgiveness, I call it, is because we believe we protect ourselves. So something horrible has happened to me, some maybe even some traumatic event where, you know, don't need to get it, don't need to activate any of those. So let's say something, something traumatic happened to me. And in order to protect myself and deal with it, understandably, from a human perspective, I go, well, I'm holding on to my grudge. I'm holding on to my anger. So this will never happen again. You have hurt me. And so we're doing this, in my opinion, for two reasons. One, to protect ourselves. And two, because it feels like we're kind of hurting the other person. Mm -hmm. The problem is the other person might not even be around. They might not even be in the same country. They might not even be alive anymore. Mm -hmm. But we are holding on to that same emotion in order to protect ourselves so it won't happen again in the future. But by holding on to the same emotion, we're keeping ourselves in the same energy that we're trying to protect ourselves from. Yeah. And I want to repeat that. By holding on to the unforgiveness, we are holding on to the same energy that we're trying to to protect ourselves from and so it's a it's a catch-22 it doesn't work so that's the same as you're saying it's the it's the hot cold so i love that when i ask people so what do you think about forgiveness i mean the literally the first thing that comes to their mind is either Ugh, had this i think three times in a row Ugh, 
don't yeah. even go there. Okay. Or it's uh, it's they they come back. Oh, for me, it sounds too religious. Mm. Or they say the first thing is, of course, they they think of some person. They go, well, not that bastard. <laughs> <laughs> and all I did was ask about the word forgiveness. Amazing what the responses you get. And the moment I explain that what I did before that you know it's it's for me it's a self-care tool number one to take your power back because if you don't forgive you leave your power with the one person you probably hate the most and that's not what you want to do. Mm -hmm. And that's when it starts clicking and they go, okay, I understand. And then they open up to forgiveness because I, 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 I love, I, you know, I say I'm, I'm a forgiveness ninja because I think forgive everyone, anyone, anytime when I'm out there and I, you know, I buy, I don't know, some cheese when somebody honks at me on the street or if somebody hurts me, betrays me because I don't want to keep carrying this stuff with me around. Mm -hmm. You have to learn how to do it. Mm -hmm. And there are some steps, but in the end, once in the end, once you understand that, for me, that is one of the quickest ways to get into flow. Yes, because you're not stuck in old stories. Yes, and you're doing it. I love that you said it's a self care tool. Number one, it is. It's really just for you. It's for you. You're you're making the decision to forgive because you're doing it for you. So in my pictures, the, the holding on to the hot coal, because I don't want to burn myself anymore. Exactly. And I love that visual. And I really love how you've explained it. It's very, um, how can one say, the, the mind can follow. The mind can follow to what you're saying. And in listening to you, the heart can open. And the heart can open and say, yeah, maybe I don't have to hold on to that. Maybe... It doesn't even have to do with the other person. Like you said, the other person might not even be alive or the other person doesn't live in the, in the country, but has such power over me. Yeah. So, so now I know this about you. I know that you've, you've done a masterclass in, in flow. Like you've done a webinar in flow. I recently um, saw you do a whole um, Facebook series on, on forgiveness. So the listeners, they, they've gotten curious about this work. Could they find the masterclass? Could they find the, the forgiveness work? That, how could they find you is my question. Um, well, the, the, the easiest way is um, the newsletter on my website, simply because I will always let you know where I'm playing at the moment. And I love playing. So when I did the Festival of Forgiveness, it was a little run up sharing the information or sharing a lot of the information before I invited people onto a course as well, because if, you know, you, you can go really deep if you really want to clean the house, I call it. Um, but I wanted to just give as much value as I could before. And so I did this little festival on forgiveness. I shouldn't say little because um, someone I haven't seen in a long time actually told me, you know, I ran into him and said, oh, there you are again. And I said, what do you mean again? He said, well, I've been, I've been working with you all weekend. I said, what? And this is someone I never thought would actually sit down and, and you know, do that kind of work. And he said, no, I watched all four videos. Amazing. I've written, I think he said 16 pages, 12 or 16 pages. I think it was 16. And he says, so your face is very familiar right now. I was like, oh, good. <laughs> so, I mean, for me, the easiest way is find me on Instagram. It's my name because that's where I'm the most frequently i then go live on facebook or on youtube mm -hmm. but i'm on all the channels so 
I will definitely put it in the show notes. And I just wanted to put out there that you've done trainings like that before, that if the listeners gotten curious, and I love that you shared that this person said to you, oh my goodness, I watched all four. And, yeah. ha and those four videos had a huge impact on him. That's what I'm hearing. That is absolutely amazing. I just want to take a moment. Well, th that's actually a very nice flow story, if I may, without sharing mm -hmm. too much personal mm -hmm. information. Um, so this is someone I, I've met before through some corporations, and but we haven't seen each other in a long time. And suddenly he popped up in my in my head again. And we ran into each other at the gym, which we haven't done in, I've, I've never seen him there in the last two years. So, and I just said, Oh, this is interesting. I just um, I just thought of you on Monday, like two days ago. And he his face just literally dropped and he said, now that's interesting. I said, why? He said, oh, it's just, you know, my whole life is just turning around. And kind of Monday was, let's just say, a pivotal day, pivotal day in all of that, in that, in that story. I said, oh, okay, cool. Um, the next day I go to my tiny little supermarket around the corner and who is there? That guy again. He says, um, we started talking. I said, listen, I got to run. I have a, I have a live, a Facebook live in half. I need to go live in half an hour. He says, what are you going live about? I said, well, I'm talking about forgiveness. And again, he looks at me, he says, you've got to be kidding me. I haven't shared yet. He said, I haven't shared yet what, you know, it's what's going on in my life, but where do I find this? And this is how we reconnected. And then we just arranged to have a coffee. And then I found out why this was so such a moment of flow for both of us in the end beautiful and how life if you follow just life is always speaking to you just you know just pick up the breadcrumbs and go along oh my goodness i was just going to ask you what out of your mind and into your heart wisdom would you want to share with the listeners and you said just follow life say that again just follow life follow the breadcrumbs follow life and pick up the breadcrumbs and it, it will be, be, your soul knows and where you need to go it's us resisting and holding back that is beautiful thank you so much Guido it's so much fun and I know we could be going on for hours <laughs> I know it's a beautiful place for us to just really say thank you thank you thank you for being here talking about forgiveness and flow forgiveness and flow with Guido Szymanski thank you thank you for having me Thank you for listening to the Soul Health Mentor Podcast with Nadia Kraus. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review at Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts are playing. 